0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and joining me to talk about a 30-29 to 29 victory over the Los Angeles Rams, my co-host from the Seahawkers Podcast, my good buddy, Adam Emmert.
1: I hope you heard that. That was a beer popping open. <laughs> Why? Because I've been drinking this whole game, because the Seahawks make daddy drink. and uh, But at least it was for good reason this week. Good Lord, Brandon. What an amazing game. So many twists and turns. I, I just, I, I started looking at my notes here real quick and I was like, I we could talk about this for four hours.
0: <laughs> it could go for a long time, but uh, you know, fortunately uh, we're alive to talk about this game is what oh. I feel like the the positive takeaway is for, for all Seahawks fans who survived the game without having a heart condition. Uh, apologies to everyone who had an actual heart condition through the game. And yeah. uh, it, it, it's understandable if it happened.
1: It sure is understandable. It is a little weird to talk about a week five game as being, you know, this seemingly important with this sort of reverence, like with this sort of uh, just feeling of, oh, thank God, what a huge game. But this really is one of those wins that you can look back on. In a point of a season like Russell Wilson's first year in 2012, and they're in Chicago, and he roused him back and they beat the Bears, and you felt like that was a season-defining kind of win. Yeah. This felt a little like that.
0: I'm glad that Paul Allen was in the house for this game because it felt <laughs> like he may have been involved in this somehow. I and hmm. we needed him. Because when it comes down to a field goal, a 43-yard field goal by Greg yep. Zerline. Yep. You you kind of expect the Rams to make that field goal.
1: Well, a couple things. Number one, I'd say he was the 13th man tonight, Yeah, right? <laughs> just a, a, an extra, extra man on the field. And then also, too, look at Zerline's earlier field goal where he puts it in about the same spot, but it happens to bend just inside
0: the upright because mm-hmm. it left his foot, and I was like, oh, he missed that one. Mm-hmm. And it so curved just in, and this one, it didn't have that little curve in at the end. It didn't. And
1: so the Rams missed a field goal, I guess frustrating to think about is the idea that the Seahawks had a chance to ice the game with the ball and uh, just couldn't quite get it done. But overall, I think you have to look at this team and say the offense is our dominant part of our team right now.
0: Yeah, it is because the defense there, gosh, what a roller coaster of a game for Tedrick Thompson, because Man, he was having a rough, rough day, and he gets the pick late in the game. Just incredible that Tedrick was able to pick off that pass. And, yeah, when they called it incomplete, I had no doubt that it was probably going to be incomplete. Uh, I was watching the game on the Amazon Prime stream, and uh, it just happened to go black as they ah. were doing the replay for that particular <laughs> part of the game man and so i i get to listen to to troy aikman saying and as you can all see here uh the ball does not touch the ground <laughs> right and i'm saying well, no i can't see but thank you for letting me know <laughs> yeah well i you know short of that problem
1: i might uh switch to the amazon prime next time because i was watching on hulu and i was a good like five minutes behind everybody seemingly yeah so like the missed field goal like it it was a little less uh um, dramatic for me because I'd already gotten about 17 texts uh before that, but uh, I waited, you know, I held off, I knew you were behind, yeah, I know you did, but and even Jared, who knew I was behind, like he blew it, but whatever. But hey, uh, let's give Troy Aikman just a little bit of credit just for five seconds here in this game. Oh, really? Yeah, like we 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 praise Tony Romo all the time about his like totally clairvoyant calls and all that, right? Uh-huh. And uh, There's a play in the game where Aaron Donald goes out. uh, I think Fowler was out and he goes, this is the time where you take a shot and Russell Wilson throws a touchdown to David Moore. It was very predictive. (laughs) Thanks, Troy. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, let's give it like everybody bashes Troy Aikman. I thought he was okay for the most part.
0: While we're handing out trophies to people who gave us a heart attack. uh, How about Chris Carson? on fourth down on the go-ahead touchdown, bobbling the pass after being wide open in the end zone. That was hard to deal with. That was hard to deal with. Like, we didn't need all the extra drama, but,
1: uh, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's sort of symbolic of the idea that he's had problems holding onto the ball, and then suddenly, like, biggest play of the game to that point, you know, obviously we have to have it. I'm thinking, let's kick the field goal. What are we doing And we go for it, and Russ makes a magic play like he did all night. Good Lord, Russell Wilson tonight.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: Carson, you know, obviously he bobbles it, but at least he brought it down, you know, at the end of the day. But it did. It gave me palpitations.
0: Russell Wilson on the day, 17 of 23, so only six incompletions, 268 yards, four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, only two more incompletions than uh, touchdowns. Today was good for my bet. With the Rams podcast.
0: (laughs) Every day with the Rams podcast is a good day for you because, yeah, Jared Goff, another touchdown, but another interception. It was brilliant of you to do the deal with him to include interceptions as the negative because Jared Goff is at net zero for passing touchdowns on the year.
1: I'd like to say it was brilliant on my end, but it was just dumbassery on his end for, (laughs) like, offering it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There you go, Bear.
1: But, man, just to that point, The reason why that is such a great part of that bet is that Russell Wilson just does not turn the ball over. He didn't feel like he was even close at any point tonight as far as putting the ball in danger. He hit dang near everything he needed to hit. Um, Just a masterful performance of ducking pressure and scooting out and getting what you can get, but then also never taking a shot. I mean, short of the Clay Matthews shot, which... Um, it's nice to see Russ getting Tom Brady calls now.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. fun. Thanks ref. But
1: the thing is, <laughs> that's clay, a star call. All, dude. That,
0: all that clay Matthews has to do is use his hands rather than his helmet. When he goes into Russell's shoulder.
1: Oh, that BS. Like, honestly, that's a crap call. Oh, it's, I know it is,
0: but yeah, Matthews could have avoided that call too. He could have taken it out of the ref's hands by just pushing Russell over
1: or just pulling up a little bit instead of like drilling him. Yeah. If he wouldn't have drilled him hard, I think if he would have hit him in the same way, but like was trying to pull back. Yeah. I don't think that the Rather refs would have thrown the into flag. him. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he was like, oh, I'm laying his ass out. And here's the thing. Everybody in the Rams, I know you're gonna be mad about that call. That's fine. But here's the thing that is payback for all the times that Clay Matthews has just obliterated Russell Wilson and never gotten called for. It.
0: <laughs> right. That's a makeup call.
1: It was a makeup call. That was freaking <laughs> karma. Yeah. I'll take it. So I don't even apologize at that point. I'll take it. Yeah, because, all right, they didn't call that. But how about the fact that uh, apparently Brandon Cooks can push off as many times as humanly possible (laughs) in the course of running a route and still have it challenged and have it looked at in slow motion and still the rest be like, oh, no, that was totally fine. I want every one of our receivers from here on out just run down the field, just chucking dudes.
0: The thing that made me the most upset about that call, it wasn't that it didn't go the Seahawks way. Okay, Pete, you can challenge that call, see what turns out of it. There was a push off there. But the fact that the refs didn't come back and just say that the call stands, that they go, oh, no, there's no P.I. there. Come Uh, on. (laughs) Come on. Like, I understand,
1: too, if he'd, like, pushed off once and we're reviewing that. Okay. But he pushed off twice. (laughs) Right. Right. What I I don't understand
0: and initiated the the pushing off
1: both times, <laughs> right? Yeah, and now he made a great catch after that. Sure,
0: yeah, it was a great throw too. It was I great mean, coverage, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah.
1: If if Cooks wasn't cheating, that's an incompletion. <laughs> but that turns out to be neither, or you know, neither here nor there. And right. at the end of the day, man, like this team being gutsy down the end. I mean, Ken Norton was like. All right, Jerry Goff, I know who you are. Um, I'll let as many receivers run free as possible, but I'm bringing the house yeah. like all the time because when you're under pressure,
0: you turn to catfish. Shaquille Griffin had a chance at a pick on that final drive where it just, you know, he had a good look at it. It was right to him. His hands just went under it. I, it bothered me that they were able just to go to that left sideline over and over and over, but, you know, it, it did work out. <laughs> it wouldn't have shocked me if it went the other way though. This, it was just that type of game.
1: Yeah. It felt that way the whole way through. No doubt about it. I mean, I don't know how many times I was like, okay, I think we got this. And I was like, Oh, I guess we don't got this. I mean, going down to the uh, end of the second half, miss a field goal, ends up being a 10 point swing. That was tough. Do I agree with going for a field goal there? Hell yes.
0: Hell yes. He just happened to miss it. You know, it's, It's interesting how these calls have worked out, right? Because in the Saints game, Pete goes and decides to be aggressive just throughout that game. And every one of those calls goes against him. Right now, in this game, it seems like he was playing conservative. You know, they go for a field goal uh, late in the fourth quarter to put it to Mm -hmm. Uh, 26-24. That could have and we could be looking at that as potentially backfiring. Yeah, uh, we could we could look at the them taking the field goal there. There just they're, there were a couple moments where you could say, yeah, Pete could have been more aggressive in this game and chose not to. You know, think about that. Yeah, this team on third and one, man, they got to be able to get those third and ones. Yeah, I suppose the one at the end of the game
1: is a little tough to swallow in the sense that you felt like at that point, I mean, on second down after they had ran it. You saw Fetty looking at the sideline, just rolling his finger like, mm-hmm. it, it, like California roll style, you know. Yeah. It, like being like, "Let's go! We got these guys on their heels. We we're dominating them right now in the trenches. Like, mm-hmm. just run it up the gut. Let's go!" And then Rams call timeout. We take some time. You think about it, and then Shotty calls the option play, which I honestly don't hate in yeah. that in that situation. The only thing that I wish was different about that play, and this is picking some nits. Yeah is I wish one of the two tight ends, either Wilson or Disley could have leaked out into a pattern, depending yeah. on which one's a legal formation. I don't know what, but you know what I'm saying? Just give him one throwing option. One little
0: outlet. Yeah. Not Tyler Lockett as the lateral option.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, maybe even keep Tyler on the lateral option, but yeah. again, picking nits a little bit there. I, I, I wish they would have just slammed it down the throat in, in that occasion, but the run game was effective overall. I mean, Chris Carson did enforce his will on this game.
0: The offensive line did seem to get it together. And that was one of the questions that we had going into this game. Carson with all the carries in the game on Sunday, and he finishes Thursday night with 27 carries, 118 yards. He has two targets, his one catch, a touchdown, and a a big day overall for Carson. Penny, six carries, just 18 yards. And uh, Russell Wilson, big on the ground game with the eight carries for 32 yards.
1: Chris Carson was pretty special when he was running the ball. Oh yeah. It it was, it was pretty amazing. He made a couple just outstanding runs where making a guy miss in the backfield, stutter, stepping, just a hair, showing some patience, waiting for a hole to emerge and then hitting it. And then every time falling forward, it was a big difference in the game for this team. There's a lot of little plays like that, that add up throughout the course of a game that maybe you don't think about when they're happening, that turn out to be gigantic plays. Like Dixon punts in the third quarter and Ugo downs it, you know, on the one. And then that snowballs into a whole sequence of events. I mean, you get them down at the one, the defensive uh, unit comes out there and uh, they hold them to a three and out, just keep them on the one yard line. And then uh, there's a short punt from, from Hecker and they come back down the field. And that's when Russ hits uh, more on the TD While scrambling out and, you know, putting their cornerback in a bind like that. That's a huge swing right there. Just in field position when the defense wasn't doing well at stopping the Rams at that point.
0: Yeah, that was definitely a big series because, yeah, making Hecker punt out of the back of the end zone. They get the short field uh, able to drive down easily. They could have put more pressure on the Rams, though, in the first half. And that was my big takeaway going into halftime only up one point. And knowing that the Rams were going to get the ball once again coming out of the half. I think we all mm-hmm. had that feeling as Seahawks fans that here the Rams would come back down, you know, after getting the score, going into the half, that coming out of the half, they'd get the ball and then drive down the score, and then we'd be playing from behind. And that's exactly what happened. So I, I know why I felt that way.
1: Yeah, it really felt like at that point it's gonna be a seesaw game. And then do you trust Russ to make the plays or do you trust Jared Goff? Because the Seahawks came out and despite that first drive and one other late touchdown run by Gurley, the rest of it, they bottled him up pretty effectively in basically just almost daring them to throw. I mean, they were really playing a lot of six, you know, six linemen, you know, just crazy exotic stuff. Like whatever you're going to do, that's fine, but you ain't going to run the ball Mm -hmm. that you could tell that was a concerted effort by Ken Norton.
0: And, uh, and 15 carries, 51 yards for Gurley, just 3.4 yards. He did have two touchdown runs, though.
1: Short touchdown runs. I mean, yeah. kind of when you get down well, there.
0: That, that one was, I think, I think he had a 12-yarder where they were, the 10-yarder, yeah, where he just weaved up the middle. Nobody really even touched him.
1: Yeah, that was a good uh, play-call-on sequence by the Rams, no doubt about it. Um, it didn't feel like it was going to start off well early when Dron Brown fumbles. Oh, gosh. And, and
0: really, you know with that in mind, I was thinking about that when we were going into halftime only up one point 14 to 13. I thought, you know, if, if you would have told me that Jerron Brown fumbles on the opening possession, the Rams get points off of it on a short field and we still go into the half with a lead. Yeah. I would have taken that.
1: Yeah. I'll still take that because it turned out to be a win.
0: Well, there is one other play that was really impactful that may go unnoticed, uh, Adam. And I want to talk about that coming up right after the break. A 30 to 29 victory over the Los Angeles Rams. The Seahawks move to four and one in the division solely in second place behind the three and zero. San Francisco 49ers, and there was one play that turns out to be very key in this game, and that was after the Rams go up 26-21. The Rams decide to go for two. Jared Goff runs it up the middle. Al Woods and Bobby Wagner converge on on Goff and just narrowly keep him from getting the ball over the goal line.
1: Man, game of inches, right? Right. And (laughs) when you watch it happen in live time,
0: it looked like a score.
1: No, it did not.
0: Really? Oh, I no. thought it was. They called it. Oh, I was it, like,
1: I was like, he was short. I like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's way, he's definitely short. And uh, th- you know, they call it a conversion, and then they come back and review it, and they get the call right. But it was closer than I thought in real time.
0: Okay. Well, how about a game of inches? Play that first touchdown to Tyler Lockett in the back of the end zone, where it looks like Russell's just throwing it away. And I would swear, every, watching that in real time, every time. It looks like an incomplete pass.
1: Okay, so here's the thing. I know the announces and everything were like, he was throwing that away, and I don't think he expected Tyler to catch it. no,
0: that was a professional play. That was not a throwaway play. That's something they practice.
1: Yeah, I'm of sound mind here in in confidence that Russ was like, all right, I can put it there. Tyler's over there. I trust him to go make a play, but nobody else can possibly even get it, and I doubt he even can. But I'm going to give him just – a 5% chance. I don't know what the AWS advanced crap, you know, you see on the commercials, you know, where they give you the percentage of success, that must have been a negative 4000% chance of success. But <laughs> give Tyler some credit, man. I I didn't think there was any way that he could get the tiptoes down.
0: No. I, I and really it's only seeing it in slow motion that I actually believe it. True fact. I'm in total agreement with you though. That was a a play that they practice and a spot that Russell practices throwing to. So no, it wasn't a throwaway. If it were a throwaway, he would have thrown it away. <laughs>
1: right. Dodge a lot of bullets with the inches in this game. I mean, was it Robert Woods that had the layout catch in the end zone? Oh, that and his knee in?
0: and his elbow goes down. His knee is in bounds. His elbow goes out of bounds and they both hit at almost the exact same time.
1: Yeah. I think if it would have been called the other way on the field, you oh, would have he-
0: yeah, it would have yeah, stood either way.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's dodging a bullet to a degree. <laughs> yeah. But in the ref's defense, I believe they got that one right. I believe that's a that's a that's the correct call.
0: If it's a tie with both limbs, it, it the it goes to out of bounds. Yes. Yeah.
1: And not only that, but if you watch that one in real time, it looked like the upper half of his body was coming down quicker than the bottom half, if that <laughs> right. makes any sense.
0: Yeah, a lot of, lot of close plays in this game. That early field goal, where it just goes inside the upright rather than outside, man, yeah. all night. All night. Can I tell you about my favorite play of the night?
1: Um, It better be a flip play to uh, diss.
0: <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's the one where Russell drops back, and then he makes the three rusher miss, and then he scrambles, and he throws to find the open receiver.
1: Oh, so uh, that could be one of about 17 plays? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. We they saw... ran that play to perfection over and over tonight.
1: We uh, we often joke, and we have in the past on the Seahawks podcast, for those of you on the Field Goals podcast who haven't listened to, to our pod, um, about a play we call the Scribble Play. Uh-huh. And that's something that we figured Daryl Bevel invented, where it was just like, Russ, you snap the ball, run around in circles and squiggles and all sorts of stuff. And then when you find somebody open, chuck it to them. Yeah. The scribble play was uh, you know, alive in this game.
0: But yeah, Uncle Will, got to give him a lot of love on the day. He has four catches, 81 yards, had 38-yarder in this game, almost the longest play. Uh, DK Metcalf had the longest uh, play of the game, the 40-yard touchdown. And yeah, Uncle Will coming up big. You know the coolest part about
1: Uncle Will's day? Were the two plays where Russ actually did a shovel pass slash
0: flip to, to Will. Yeah did it twice in the game. He loves this guy. <laughs> and he almost went to block for him, and then he decided to slide.
1: Yeah, but he got in his way just enough. Just was, enough, yeah. Russ's ability to not take a shot when he was in control of the circumstances tonight was A+. Uh-huh. I know that's not sexy. I know that's not exciting. But they talked about in the broadcast about just how underappreciated he is as an Ironman Man he comes out and plays every single week. Hell, he's, I think he's missed one practice or maybe zero.
0: I think the one practice that he missed was in the preseason. And that was for his grandfather's funeral.
1: Yes, exactly. Like this guy just doesn't miss minutes. And what he did tonight is a testament to that. The way he protected himself and protected the team.
0: Well, at least Rams fans will be able to look at the box score and say, Oh, Derek Goff. Almost 400 yards, 395 yards on the day. What a, what a great day for Jared Goff.
1: A lot, lot of yards for the Goff. Um, <laughs> You know, you talked a little about Shaq having a chance at a pick, but it seemed like the three, four throws just before that, leading up to that, uh-huh. were all off hands. Were They were close to being that classic Goff back-breaking mistake. Yeah. You looked rattled going down the stretch.
0: Well, and that's why I was... I was really liking our chances, even though giving them the ball back with a little over a minute to go at the end of the game, knowing that you were putting that kind of pressure on Goff, I had the feeling that he wouldn't be able to handle it. But, again, they had that that open shot to cup on the sideline on almost every play where it was just cup 10 yards, cup 10 yards, marching down the field on every other play. And, gosh, if he For doesn't event have... Prevent events, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what did it.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And he racked up a lot of his yards in garbage time. Congratulations to that guy. (laughs) I'm just really glad that we have the best quarterback in this division by far. I mean, if tonight isn't a clear illustration of that, I don't know what is. Russell Wilson is the the king of this division. And good luck, everybody else. Like, I know Sean McVay can scheme together a half. Like, he can do that. Uh Yeah. Cool. Russell Wilson is there every day and kicks ass. The, you know, pretty much the entire game. That's what he's in. Kick-ass. Take no prisoners mode this year. It's am- amazing to watch. And then watching him post game, just how emotional he was about this game and how much it meant to him to win this game. Number one over the Rams, how big it is for this franchise right now. And then also too, just with it being Paul Allen's night yeah. and like how much he recognized him. It was super freaking cool, man. It was really cool. That's my quarterback. Like, that's why I love that guy. He's cheesy. Sure. He stars in an AWS commercial and says, I'm i I'm an animal girl.
0: <laughs> right. But it's the moments like this where it, it just, you can't help, but love your quarterback in the, in the, the most Terrell Owens way possible.
1: Yeah, man. I don't care that he's sitting at a princess table, uh, having tea, like a, you know, a young girl, you know, yeah. pretending to have a tea party. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's an animal girl. You don't see him coming. But gosh dang, he goes out there and just tears the heart out of a team. <laughs> I mean, I didn't feel like Wade Phillips felt comfortable at all any time Russell stepped out out there.
0: The numbers that I look at that mean the most to me with Russell Wilson in this game, it's not the 32 rushing yards. It's not the 268 passing yards or even you know looking at the completion percentage. It's taking one sack against that Rams defensive line and the fact that under all that pressure... No interceptions. None. Taking care of the football and escaping the sacks.
1: It's truly amazing. The highest level of football right there. And that's what you need to beat a team like the Rams at this point in the season. When you're still putting it together. And they have a ways to go on defense. But thank God for uh, J.D. Clowney. Thank God. Yeah. He is a difference maker, man. I mean, I know Ziggy's back, but you barely notice him. Well,
0: when he had the penalty, uh, we noticed him when he when he went at Jared Goff's legs and got the 15 yard penalty on third down.
1: Yeah, that was just tough. But oh yeah, yeah. I
0: mean you can't really call it. It has to be called. Yes. But really, as you're falling down as a defender,
1: well, he was kind of falling down. Like yeah, I mean it just that's what you're gonna
0: do. But he's trying to make a play. But
1: it's the right call every time, no doubt.
0: There's a lot of other guys I would crush if the this game went the other way, other than that one. Uh, penalty. Sure. I mean, sure. it would have made a difference. It would have made a field goal versus a touchdown.
1: Yes. But uh, with that said, like, I mean, on the other time I noticed someone who's getting trucked by Gurley down by the end zone, <laughs> that, that wasn't a good look. Um, but Clowney's a beast man. And you saw the stat that they threw up, uh, during the broadcast. And I can't remember exactly the numbers, but about, you know, Pressure percentage when he's on and off the field right now.
0: When he's and off the field, that's 11%. When he's on the field, that's 33%.
1: That's a massive difference. A significant and, difference. And it passes the eye test, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. what a pickup. What? good Thank you, John Schneider. I mean, <laughs> that's a move right there in the offseason that brings you this game rather than losing this game.
0: That's a really good point because zero sacks on Goff in this game. You do get uh, the Tedrick Thompson pick. If you aren't able to bring the pressure with Clowney, they yeah they go up and down the field. I don't think you get those those third down stops. And when they're you know really was up until that scoring drive right before the final drive by the Rams. You know what was the stat on that that the Rams were zero for five on third down, and then they finally you know they're able to pick up two third yeah. downs on that on that final drive uh, before ultimately they do get the stop to hold the Rams to a field goal. Thank goodness.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the defense had a couple opportunities to fold there. I mean, they did give up a few touchdowns, but early in the game when Jerome Brown fumbles and the Rams are right down there knocking on the door, three and out by the defense, mm-hmm. holding to a field goal. That's freaking huge. So, I mean, I'm not saying the defense is bad, but they are delightfully average right now. <laughs> that's the way that I would put it.
0: Yeah, they'll do well against teams with average offenses. But yeah. a good offense like the Rams, there's going to be moments where they struggle and they really needed. I go back to that first half where they decide to kick the field goal and miss. You know, if if you're able to put points up on the board there, even if it's only three, just think about how much extra pressure is on the Rams at that point, being up two scores rather than just the one score. And, you know, kind of given that little bit of momentum back their way.
1: That's true. And, I mean, we talked about, uh, you know, the end of the second, or the first half, second quarter. There was a lot of little swings like that that kept the Rams in this game. Because I felt like, overall, we definitely outplayed them.
0: It felt that way. Well, just look at the way the two quarterbacks played, right?
1: Well, yeah, that's a great indicator right there. But just, uh, you know, in the trenches, I mean, short of Donald, Donald.
0: I I wasn't sure about how the trenches were going to go early on in this game, though. (laughs) That first quarter was looking awfully brutal for the Seahawks offensive line.
1: Yeah, it was. And then Fluke went down and it looked like he was gone for almost the whole second half. It was Jamarco Jones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jamarco Jones taking over. And, you know, how many plays did you look at and really feel where the right side really screwed up?
1: Uh, He got nailed for a penalty at one point, you know, had a couple moments, but. You know, for the most part, came in and was serviceable, right? Yeah, because losing Fluke is a huge deal, man. I mean, that's one of the guys that we rely on heavily to make this whole thing go. Mm-hmm. You know, another guy that performed really well tonight and has performed pretty well since we brought him back is Jamar Taylor in the cornerback spot.
0: Yeah, had a lot of nice, unexpected plays. considering how he played in the preseason.
1: Yeah, he's balling out, like. Yeah. I feel better about him right now than I do Flowers. And I don't feel terrible about Flowers.
0: No, I, I think that's accurate. I, I felt like Taylor made more plays on the ball in this game. Interesting to look at the box score and see Jamar Taylor just one tackle on the game. I think that's probably indicative that they weren't throwing his way very often. Whereas, you know, Trey Flowers, five combined tackles on the day. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, four tackles.
1: But a few quality pass breakups
0: for Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, KJ Wright having the big day and tackles on the defense, ten combined. Kendricks for seven, uh, McDougal six. Yeah, waiting a little bit for the breakout Bobby game. Didn't we have that when he had like set the Seahawks record for like eighteen ta- or his own personal record for eighteen or nineteen tackles? Was that against the Saints?
1: Yeah, it was. I, I mean, I'm waiting for that game where like Bobby just like controls that side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. as one of those kind of Khalil Mack domination kind of games.
0: Yeah, Taylor, two pass defenses on this game. Uh, Rasheem Green credited with a pass defense where he got his hands up on the defensive line. K.J. Wright, pass defense. I think that one came in the fourth quarter where you thought he might have a chance to pick it off.
1: Yeah, that one was close. Had a, multiple opportunities to turn the Rams over there, you know, with, with Goff kind of being um, not super sharp. I mean, he made some good throws, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, you felt like, he's going to make that mistake at some point. And his receivers didn't do him any favors. I mean, the, the drop by Everett that leads to T2's interception, like that's huge right there. Yeah. And not necessarily on him, but also that's a low probability throw. And as much as they killed Everett for dropping that, that was still a difficult catch.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. As I'm looking at stats, uh, just some of the other important ones, Penalties in this game. They didn't call a lot of penalties. They let these guys play.
1: I honestly thought the refs, for the most part tonight, were pretty damn good.
0: I like it when they stay out of it.
1: Well, they they stayed out of it, and then when they came to explain something, it was clear exactly what it is that they were talking about. And they felt like they had their poop in a group, like, all night.
0: Red zone efficiency on the day. The Seahawks 3 of 4, 75%. The Rams 3 of 5. That was a huge difference in the game. It was one of the differences that we looked at coming into this game that the Seahawks had excelled at and the Rams were a little bit deficient in. And it it makes a big difference.
1: Oh, yeah. Scoring touchdowns is always better than field goals. I mean, I know that (laughs) sounds super obvious, but, I mean, it shows up in the box score here.
0: And time of possession, the Seahawks had it for 35 minutes to the Rams 24.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. It didn't feel that way. It felt (laughs) a lot closer.
0: I think it was the fact that that last drive where Seattle had the ball for a significant portion of time in the fourth quarter. And, you know, you just had that feeling that no matter how much time was going to be left on the clock after a scoring drive, they were going to have plenty of time left because the Seahawks got the ball with nine minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. By the time Russell Wilson was hitting Chris Carson in the end zone, there was two and a half minutes left. The Rams still had two possessions after that touchdown.
1: Yeah, they played that drive as if they were going to kill the clock with that drive, kind of like they did last week. Yeah. But people talk about four-minute offense. They don't talk about nine-minute offense. (laughs) No. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of have to be of the mindset at that point of, we're going back and forth at least three more times here especially with the defense really not stopping the Rams well in the second half.
0: Yeah. You, you were counting on either a turnover or the Rams to score quickly and getting the ball back with the Seahawks still having two timeouts.
1: Yeah. It felt a lot that way. Um, as the game progressed, I I just, the way the score was being down five a lot, Mm -hmm. it just felt like, Oh, okay. So we get a field goal. Cool. Now we're down two, but then, you know, just a field goal puts it out of range or, Oh, okay, cool. So we score a touchdown and, and, you know, kick a field goal. And now we're only up two or we go for two and miss it. We're only up one. You know, the Rams just need a field goal like they did in the end. Right. And it just, it felt like the math was ultimately going to work out against the Seahawks in this game.
0: Metcalf would be kicking himself for not making that catch in the two-point conversion. Mm
1: Give the DB a lot of credit. He got his hand in there and really oh, yeah. did rip it out. But I mean, you're hoping that guy is strong enough to, you know, just rip that ball down. Yeah. And, you know, Russ made a spectacular play just to get it to him, put it in the perfect spot. Mm-hmm. But uh, earlier in the game, we were down by the gold line and we got at least one patented uh,
0: failed Metcalf
1: fade. That was fun.
0: Uh, that was I, that was the same uh, one as the Carson touchdown, wasn't it? I want to say yes. I don't know. They all start to blur
1: together after about seven <laughs> beers, Brandon. So.
0: It felt like a wasted play though. I, I know I was, I was looking that and going on second down. Really? That's what, that's what we're doing on second down is just throwing yeah. it up and, and Metcalf jumps before he's even to the goal line. Yeah. I'd like to run it more down at the goal line. Well, and they did, uh, they ran it on third and nine. I think it was uh, down near the goal line right before the, the Carson touchdown catch. That yeah, felt kind of weird.
1: That felt weird because then at that point you're like, oh my God, we're going for it on fourth. Like yeah. the second that play goes off and you're seeing it happen, you're like, oh what? No. No, I don't I don't want to do this.
0: <laughs> and yeah, that was the sequence. They got down to the nine yard line after uh, Carson run up the middle for 14 yards. Then they went back to Carson. He he was stopped uh, for a two yard loss. And then they went to Metcalf on the left side, that fade pass that never works. And and then it was the run to Carson on third and 11.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was spooky, man. Like, <laughs> I, I guess give credit to Shotty and Pete for having the, you know, Cajones
0: Mas Grande. Well, they knew that they were going to go for it in that situation, but.
1: <sighs> I didn't like you know. <laughs> it. At that point, I'm thinking kick the field goal for a stop. I mean, yeah, because
0: you had the timeouts. Yeah, your defense was playing pretty well,
1: playing okay. I mean, I, I guess I was more at that point. I'm like, kick the field goal because I don't believe in Goff that much. Yeah, that was
0: uh, that was a similar thought for me too.
1: Yeah, there's a couple. of, there, One other thing that I disagreed with with Pete in this game. Uh, early in the game, I want to say it's around the end of the first quarter, maybe it's second quarter. Uh, Goff's arm gets hit as he's throwing, mm. and uh, it it definitely a fumble. Definitely a fumble. They get called. It gets called as an incomplete pass. Don't challenge it.
0: I'm screaming at That was the one the that the, the defense had a hard time scrambling around the football to pick it up.
1: Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, I was like, no, pop up, ball, ball, pick it up. Just fall on the ball. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that was a fumble, clear recovery for us. And I think that's one you win.
0: There are a couple weird calls in this game and weird. No calls too. the drive for the Rams right before the end of the half. It looked like they had some false starts. Uh, it looked like there was a delay a game. I wasn't sure if they were going to call the delay a game right before the last field goal at the, at the end for the Rams. Bobby Wagner jumping up and down. I was going to say, Bobby
1: Wagner didn't either. He was freaking <laughs> the hell out. It's like, what is going on here? It's like, we're we're three seconds past. What are we doing? Like jumping up and down. His eyes are the size of saucers.
0: <laughs> How many seconds past zero does it have to go for you guys to call a delay oh, God. game? Well, the Seahawks get the win. An important, important win. And it stops a, a historic, you know, matching winning streak for the Rams. You know, I, I was looking at that, that going back to the seventies and eighties where the Rams got four straight wins against the Seahawks and moving forward now. Yeah, no, it's a great discussion. Yeah. How are you feeling?
1: Again, I feel like this is one of those wins you look back on at the end of the year and you go, yep, that was one of those wins that really changed the course of the direction of the season to the point to where not that it was off track, but continues it on the track of we can play with anybody. Mm -hmm. And we have a great shot of winning this division. And when we do, then, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. I mean, Russell in the post game, you know, he was interviewed on the sideline, you know, they asked him what's his, uh, you know, favorite thing about this team. And he flashes this huge grin and he's like, we've got resilience. And like in a way that's like, the way that he said it was like he believes it. Like he believes in the pieces that are around him, you know, whether it's defensively or offensively, this team as a whole. And I think I believe that as well. At this point, that was a huge win. That was a proof it to me game. I mean, this, this team, what we'd beaten scrubs to this point.
0: Well, that's the point that I was going to make. If you lose on the last second field goal to the Rams, now you're saying, oh, they, they only, beat Cincy by one point, they don't have any wins on the season. You know, you only beat Pittsburgh by two points. They have the one win on the season, and that's without Big Ben in the game. You know, you lose at home to New Orleans. They're the they're the one quality team that you might look at now that they had that win over the Cowboys. And Arizona who's winless. So you're starting to to look at this team a lot differently. And now you you look at it and say, Yeah, here's here's a quality win at home in a big moment.
1: Yeah, and four wins in the bag going down the stretch here, right? Yeah. I mean, with another 11 games to go, if you win seven, you're in. And you probably win this division. Yeah. So at that point, you start looking at this and be like seven and four down the stretch. I think that's doable.
0: Oh, yeah, it's definitely doable. And with the way that they seem to be playing on the road, uh, the Browns don't scare me on the road, uh, the way they're playing at home. Uh, the way Atlanta's playing, that road game doesn't scare me. The San Francisco 49ers on a Monday night, that's going to be an interesting game. That we'll see what uh, the status of Jimmy G is no, at that not. point right before they're by. That's not going to be an interesting game. It's going to be interesting.
1: No, I'm <laughs> telling you right now, the 3-0 49ers are the biggest fraud in football right now. Yeah, we're going to see. This is a two-team division and we're ahead of the other one.
0: That's good. That's the yeah, way I like it.
1: Yeah, me too. It feels great, man. Like, Four and one after five games, this team does not often get off to hot starts.
0: No, it doesn't. Uh, It doesn't happen often. I think you do have to go back to 2013 to look at a hot start.
1: And with that said, like they usually finish better going down the stretch. That's why I feel so good about this team going forward. They're built for those crappy weather games. And when things get hard and teams are injured, they're built for it. That's everybody makes fun of Pete Carroll in his ground and pound style <laughs> and in the three linebackers on the field and all that. This old school approach, it's there for a reason. And I I love it, man. I think going down the stretch this is gonna be uh it's gonna play into our hands.
0: Looking at it right now, the two games that excite me the most on the schedule, and they're both road games, but one's coming out of a bye at Philly on the twenty fourth. And at the Rams for the second matchup between these two teams, those are the two
1: you probably circle. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know. Russ played at this level. I honestly feel like we have a chance at a ring this year. It's an outside chance, but I think it's all when, on Russ.
0: And it, it, it is the defense to come together to to make this team a complete team. Right?
1: They're a safety away from having a really damn good defense.
0: The other safety might be on the team. You think so? I'm just not sold that it's Tedrick.
1: Okay, well, that's fine. I was just wondering if you were that high on uh, Leno or uh, Colbert or Blair, I, just one of them, <laughs> just not Tedrick. <laughs> Even after he did what he did tonight, how dare you?
0: I know I I was crushed him this uh, in in my thoughts <laughs> throughout this game. I'm like, uh, there goes Tedrick with another bad call. Uh, there was one play where it looked like you had Sha- Shaq Griffin setting the edge as the corner. And then it looked like Tedrick was setting the edge again, like 15 yards down the field. I'm like, Tedrick, if you're setting the edge and make the guy cut up field, there's no, there's not going to be anybody else there. You have to be the one to go in and make that tackle.
1: Yeah. It's like he forgot his uh, title was safety. Yeah. Like you're the last, you're the, you're last the last line, line of, of defense. defense, buddy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I was happy to see him get the pick. Yeah. A little bit of redemption for Tedrick. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm still getting used to this whole bend but don't break defense thing. I, it, it's clearly the way they're going to play. Uh, we've we've seen it all year. It, it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. You know, after coming after the lob years where you just smothered people. Uh huh. Like, can you imagine if we had this rest with the lob?
0: It, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Undefeated.
0: Yeah, years in a row. Yeah, probably. Well, I'm thinking of when it counts, you know, maybe not all the games in the regular season,
1: all the games for years. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. Well, you know what? Maybe that's, maybe that's the case. Cause with the defense like that, that was that legendary. Yeah. With yeah. Russ playing like this. Yeah. It's too bad. Things can't just line up time-wise.
1: It always seems to go that way in, in football. Does. You know, those cycles where you get the great defense, but you don't have the offense to match up to it and you get the great offense, but you don't have the defense. It's, Very rare that those two things come together. Um, But I think they've done a good job of matching up a pretty damn good offense with a defense that has a potential of being pretty damn good.
0: If they can get it together down the stretch.
1: And history shows they usually do. And so I have a lot of confidence, man. You asked me how I felt after this. I feel like a winner.
0: Thank you, Mr. Zerline. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. And thank you, Mr. Allen. Yes, those are the three guys I got credit for in this game.
1: Yep, and I and I think uh, Paul Allen being the last one you mentioned. Apropos, and with that, there's only one thing left to say: Go Hawks! Go Hawks!